0: 3HL on 104.5, the zone, hour number two on your radio dial in Nashville, Tennessee. Will Bowling, Ron Slay with you, or the Titans have some major COVID headlines as they prepare for the Miami Dolphins, who are on Monday Night Football coming up here tonight. We are pleased to be joined to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline to kick off the 4 o'clock. hour. voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, reacting to all the Titans news here today. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Will. Uh, Great to have you with us, and uh, let's just start here with the headlines today with Julio Jones, Buster Screen, Nick Westbrook-Akina, and Bud Dupree heading on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Bad news for a couple of guys in particular, Mike, and Bud Dupree and Nick Westbrook-Akina, who are coming off pretty terrific weeks on Thursday.
1: Yeah, and Buster Screen's been starting and playing great football for us. And, you know, overall, I just think it's, it's, it's kind of where everybody in the league is right now. Uh, what we're seeing is that the Omicron variant is very contagious, and it's, it's hitting teams all over the league in different ways. And uh, this news today is certainly not good for the Tennessee Titans, but the hope is that because it's Monday and they have the ability to you know test out of this at some point, if they're feeling better and can get negative tests, there are possibilities of getting them back. You mentioned that we've already gotten a couple of guys back who hit the list last week. Uh, So, you know, we just have to keep our fingers crossed that it it doesn't get any worse and that we get some people back.
0: Yeah, Elijah Mold and Roger Saffold, the two, of course, like you said, activated off of the COVID list uh, here today as well. Uh, Those two guys kind of had different timeframes as well, one five days, one seven days. Uh, on the COVID list, but Mike, we've spent a lot of this show so far talking about Dylan Radins and the way that he played on Thursday and kind of building another depth piece for the Titans on the offensive line. Uh, there's going to be more guys asked to step up mornings of games uh, all across the league like Dylan's Ra- Dylan Radins was on Thursday. Uh, what specifically did you make of the way he played and how did the Titans kind of move forward with him and, and utilize him over these last couple of games?
1: Was it too big for him? He was prepared. I thought he went in and looked like he knew what he was doing. When you watch the tape back, you love the way he battled. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who will see it and, and say it was a perfect performance. But you can certainly work with the athleticism he has, the fact that he's had a whole season to work around a lot of professionals. He's obviously put in a lot of time, and he played with a lot of confidence. And I think the... The preparation showed up because he he knew where guys were coming from. He knew where he had help. He he seemed to understand how to do that job. And that's the part of being a pro football player, but in particular being a pro offensive lineman that is often the biggest trick. And that is how do you do that job and do it well? And the only way you do it is by working at it, by learning from a Saffold, a lawan a Nate Davis, a Ben Jones, guys of that ilk, guess what, Will? He's been paying attention, and right. I think it showed up out there on Thursday night.
2: Mike, good to hear your voice. Good to talk to you after the holidays, my man. Um, got to, Glad I got good to, good. to see you. Good a little to be early. with you, Ron Slay. My man. So we haven't been able to talk to you since the game, but I want to say, and I want to know your feeling, going into that game on Thursday, once they start naming guys who are going to be out and this, that, and the other, um, I was a little leery, but what made me rest my soul was Jeff Simmons getting snubbed. Now, you ain't got to agree with it, and nobody else does, but when I say snub, they need to find another word for it. But him being left out of this Pro Bowl selection and then him going on Instagram and posting a line going hunting, that did it for me, and that made me double up on my bet for this game against the Titans because I felt this defense (laughs) was going to play outstanding. And they did right, regardless of how they did it, they did enough to hold on until that offense got to clicking. What do you think about this defense moving forward, using that game as a staple?
1: I think what you see is a defense that is moving to a different level, and mm-hmm. we thought they would the second half of the year as they got more comfortable. And we see an offense in the second half that looked like the offense from the first half of the year in terms of its ability to make some plays and to be explosive. I think we saw special teams in the second half mm-hmm. that were outstanding. Brett Kern punted the best he had in six weeks. Uh, they covered kicks. They, I mean, they did everything well. And I, as I watched the second half of that football game, I thought that's the team that I believe that can contend with anybody. Right. That's the team that if they play like that, They've got a chance to do something really special in January. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to see more of. I, I'll I'll tell you to do one thing, Ron. Go back and look at the Imani Hooker interception mm-hmm. and watch what Jeff Simmons did to make that happen. Okay. If you haven't if you haven't gone back and seen the rush and seen the way he affected the throw, mm-hmm. his stat line says Jeff Simmons two tackles. Yeah. What it should say is he should be given a credit for a turnover on that play because he caused that pick and that was classic big Jeff taking a man backwards yeah. and making a play even when he didn't get a stat for it.
2: Yeah. And that's that that's exactly what I, I the day after we were talking on air and that's what Dawn said to us. She was like, "Well, he didn't do it so much on the stats." I said, "Man, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you just watch the game, his impact on the game so others could thrive was phenomenal. Just like you said, sure. phenomenal. A.J. Brown, Jeff Simmons, man, was just that and some more. So I-, I salute, man. What do you What do you think about this team um, offensively moving forward with a little bit of chemistry coming back with Ryan and A.J.? It's just something different about those two when you got a comfort zone, huh?
1: Well, what you're going to see is you're going to see other guys get to eat now because the other team's going to be so worried about A.J. And that's that's what A.J. will open up for other receivers. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who's going to play receiver Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, <hopefully. right. laughs> uh, um, that's what A.J. does. Yep. That That's what makes him so special. That's what a one does. Yeah. We went years without a one here. And when you don't have one – and we did not have one you know certainly during the point that AJ was out you can tell the difference mm-hmm. they they create space they create things to happen they create dread and if you look at a couple of AJ's catches he was one step away from breaking out of a tackle and doing something really special yeah. with football yeah. i I you know I'm a huge AJ Brown fan I have been since they drafted him. I love this player. I, I, I love him as a human being, too. I just think he's the best. And I, I love what he brings us on the field. He and Jeff, you know, especially coming out of that draft class, and then you bring in Bud Dupree, and you bring in Zach Cunningham, and you you bring in these guys who they're they're not there to lose. Mm-hmm. They're not there to place or to show. They're there to win. Yeah. And you've got to make winning plays in key situations because – These games in the NFL come down to four or five plays. If you've got the dudes who are going to make that happen, you have a chance to win.
0: And, Mike, it seems like it's almost the offensive equivalent of what Coach Mack talks about so much, where he says, if you can get pressure with four, you can do so many good things defensively. If you can throw it up and win one-on-one on offense, it opens up everything else. And it really seemed like that free play where Ryan Tannehill just chucked it up and A.J. Brown did what he does and came down with it, really seemed to be the catalyst for this team. And, you know, it, throwing it up to A.J. Brown one-on-one is not the worst strategy for this team as long as Derek Henry's no. out. No.
1: I mean, it, uh, honestly, Will, it's a great point because it's that's not risky. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he doesn't lose. Right. I mean, okay, so maybe it's incomplete, whatever. I mean, he had another one he was interfered on in the end zone <laughs> yeah. that should have been <laughs> inter. The guy hit him twice yeah. before the ball got there. And so the payback was really the 42-yarder. And it was just a – I mean, it was a sensational play by a, a big-time football player. And I, I'm walking into Nissan Stadium right now, and I'm looking at these giant murals, and I'm looking at Jeff, and I'm looking at Bud <laughs> Dupree, and I'm looking at A.J. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what thats what these Tennessee Titans are blessed with right now. We got another one at running back who's, who's dinged up right now who's also awfully special. Mm-hmm. But when you have special players – you have a chance to to do something. And we're to the point in the year where the special players have to show up. They are the ones who make the difference. The role players don't generally win the big games down the stretch. They help you, mm-hmm. but the big, the big guys win the big games down the stretch. And that's what Jeff did the other night, and that's what Tannehill did the other night as well.
0: Mike, quickly on the way out, Dane Crookshank holds George Kittle to two catches for 21 yards. I don't think people are talking enough about how incredible that is. I know Mike Vrabel mentioned it in his press conference today as well, but pretty phenomenal considering how good that guy George Kittle is. But Probably the best tight end not named Travis Kelsey or maybe just the best tight end overall in the league, and Dane Crookshank had a terrific day.
1: Well, and the thing about Kittle that's so tough, is he's so physical in the run game and in the pass game and he's going to make you work every single play because of his physicality. Some some tight ends are just big receivers, let's face it. They're mm-hmm. they're power forwards in basketball who are who are playing football. And then some guys are big nasty football players who can really do something and this this kettle is a lot like Gronkowski in terms of his physicality and Dane You know, Dane's shown up a lot this year. When we went through the winning streak back in October into November, Dane made a lot of big plays and started some games for us. I I think he could be a candidate for most improved Titan in year two. Mm. You probably have to give that to Christian Fulton, but Dane Cruikshank would be at the top of the list. For him to be playing as much in the secondary as he has played this year and playing this well, gaining this kind of confidence, it's a big deal. Voice of the
0: Titans, Mike Keith, has been our guest here on 3HL, brought to you, as always, by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Mike, great stuff, as always. We appreciate it.
1: All right,
2: guys. Tighten up. Hey, Mike, real quick, before you go, Mike. Mike left. That's my bad. Oh, you hung Mike up. No, I didn't. No, no oh, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. All right, that's cool. He, he, he had to go, God. I felt no, bad, too. Good. He said he was yeah. walking
0: into Nissan no, Stadium. Like, no,
2: Mike, well, you shouldn't call Mike. We're going to hold you forever. <laughs> Vot. <laughs> it's cool. I got my guy, Red B, here, so I'm going to ask him anyway. Man, that's... Red uh, B never hangs up on me.
0: That's a <laughs> that's a good <laughs> line from Mike, too, there, saying Dane Cruikshank might be the most improved player in this
2: Titans team. Yeah. That's big time. Pretty good.
0: Let's react to that. Let's get a quick break. Uh, Matthew in Clarksville has been waiting patiently. Matthew, you will lead us off coming up uh, here in a couple minutes. 615-737-1045. Our first chance to open the phone lines since the big Titans headlines today. Four players on the COVID list, two coming off of it. Let's react to that with you coming up next. 615-737-1045. It's 3HL and it's 104.5 The Zone. 3HL on 104.5 The Zone. Great to have you with us. Great to talk with Voice of the Titans' Mike Keith, as always. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price? Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Joe Hunk, our producer, Will Bowling, back with you alongside VFL and 3HL's Ron Slay. What up? I feel like that's a good tagline for you. Oh, Your VFL and your 3HL. All
2: right, thank you. Of course. Nice little rhyme you put together right now. Enterprising young journalist over here. I appreciate it, my brother.
0: So this is a second straight year, by the way, that I will have hosted. This is a humble brag by me. uh, I will have hosted the last 3HL of the year. Oh. Because Don and I did it last year. This year it's me and you. So, yeah.
2: We're going into, what, Wednesday or last day?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, how we
2: cap it off. We cap off DL like that.
0: Tomorrow little. at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. Hendersonville tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Titans talk coming up tomorrow, Wednesday. Lots of Vols. Brett on our way out, or on his way out, I guess, the other day was like, yeah, I just expect all Tennessee talk all week. With me and you. I mean, why
2: wouldn't you? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I and I've listened. It's Nashville's college football team. Yeah, and I've been nice at Vol Score Football. I've been nice all ever since Thanksgiving. I've been nice to Vandy. Been nice to. Every, I've been nice to everybody. I ain't been rubbing it in or anything, but <laughs> it's about time to crank it up. 2022, I'm going in.
0: And I'm, I'm very used to you being at your peak, yeah. cranking it up to 10, mm-hmm. since we do the Tennessee tailgate yeah, show before you, every yeah, you Tennessee to see a game. Different side, yeah. So Wednesday, it might as well just be a Tennessee tailgate <laughs> There show. you go. We can make it we'll just like We'll have Tennessee-Alabama Wednesday night. Yes. Watch well, shout out All Yes. <laughs>
3: All you got to do is just get slayed just... See, I just, that, just, that, that's, just that'll take me though. <laughs> because, because, because I have to. He's got to go procedure. for another two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, see, exactly. Hunk don't know
2: how to burn me out. He know, he know not to burn me you out. You just got to get it
3: yeah. going just a little mm-hmm. bit. And then at the end of the show, when the par sleigh comes, <laughs> then you <laughs> just go. boom. I need go. you.
0: I need you to get a drop of when uh, I don't know why I'm just giving you more work to do. Anyway, of Slay on Buck's show a couple weeks ago talking about Memphis when Slay just said, well, don't pull
2: the string on my back then, Buck. Yeah, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, top 15 in basketball, women are top, I think they're seventh right now, seventh or sixth. Uh, I think so. Got Chattanooga tonight. Yeah, then, you know, they got them going to start up. They got Alabama to open up SEC. Tennessee men's basketball got to open up SEC. And we're going on the road to Bama to spank them up. Then you got Tennessee and Purdue. I guess a Tennessee week, man. Then you follow that up, man, and you bring in a little Alabama quarterback in here on Sunday to get spanked up by Mm. the Titans. Man, the stuff don't get no better than this. And Alabama wide receiver. So Waddle, oh, I
0: forgot about him. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, Should I give listen. you the full update on the Tennessee indoor track team? No.
2: Okay. Cool. I mean, like, them my guys too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them my guys too. <laughs> Johnson Way. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, them my them my guys. You, we gotta remember now. I was in school with Juice, Justin Gatling. You know what I mean? That's, that's my right. guy. So you know, that's I'm, I'm supporting that's them. Yeah, good. it is what it is. So. I love yeah. it. Six one five
0: seven three seven one zero four five our number. Let's go to Matthew. who has been waiting patiently in Clarksville. Let's go on, Matthew.
3: What's going on, man? How'd you guys' Christmas go? It's
2: good. We're really good. What'd you get, Matthew?
3: Oh, man, just some Titans jerseys, man. Some good stuff. Oh, that's good. A couple couple sets of tickets. Pretty good stuff. Uh, I just want to touch on where the uh, Titans kind of sit right now. Yes. Uh, Just, you know, like the COVID stuff coming in this morning and stuff. I'm not so much worried about the Julio thing. I mean, kind of non-existent player anyway. (laughs) Uh, The thing that I think hurts more is losing uh, Bud Dupree and Westbrook, man. I mean, (laughs) If you look at the production from Westbrook this season, I mean, he's you know overplayed himself by anybody's expectations. I think, yeah. uh, you know, and then Bud Dupree, I feel like the last two games, you know, he didn't have really huge games, but I feel like just his impact, you know, uh, his presence on the defense just made us a better team on that defensive side. Yeah. Uh, but I'll let you guys, you know, take it over and uh, give your thoughts on it.
0: Thank you, Matthew. Um, slay i think is it fair to say at this point the titans got in nick westbrook akina what they thought they might get out of josh reynolds
3: yeah uh,
2: they, got I, a, I think so.
0: they got a big slot at six foot two who can run that route over the middle that worked twice on third down yeah against the san francisco 49ers i couldn't believe it worked once because it's obvious what he's trying to do he's trying to sit in the middle of two linebackers in right. coverage and it worked twice. It worked once on about a third and 11 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he has really been a big spark for this offense. And how quickly we forget the storyline of training camp, other than the Tannehill interceptions on offense, where how are you going to pick out of all these really good wide receivers? Yeah. Nick Westbrook Aquino was a guy that I think a lot of us didn't think would make the roster.
2: Yeah, you had a lot of guys that were emerging. You know, um, you had Marcus Johnson, who was talked about a whole lot. And then for sure, we, what Kenzie, what we were seeing from him in the games, but that was preseason. Different, different when the lights get brighter in the regular season. But a correction on me, too, real quick. I I did say he was, he's doing what we thought Josh Reynolds would do. I got to pull back just a little bit on that. But, you spot on. He's not far But Josh off. Reynolds was brought in to be a number two at the time. Exactly. So that's yeah, the that's only right. difference. I think Westbrook Aquinas has came, come into a role at that number three spot that we'll love. And to Matthew's point, <clears throat> was it Matthew?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Julio. He said something that about means. Julio. Yeah, non-existent.
2: Yeah. yeah, he was non-existent. Now, this is the thing you got to be careful with. It's about um, being... What, what is it? What's the word? I, I tell little Ron this all the time, man. You got to be grateful for, for what you got because if it's gone, then you'll be looking there like, man, what happened to it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. yeah, he's non-existent to <clears throat> us fans and the stat sheet. But one thing for sure, he's not non-existent to the other teams when they're coming up with that scouting report. Yeah. And they're coming up with schemes and defense and watching the team. And, like, because I'm telling you, if he if he was
3: if he wasn't out there, it'd be totally different. Hey, you know Julio, what I'm saying? Julio could be the biggest benefactor when 22 comes back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if all, if all that plays in game planning for AJ mm-hmm. and game planning for Derek it leaves a one on one coverage for him. Yeah, and that's what
2: I want. I want I like I I want to tell, and that's why I told the people call in. We want to hear from you because where do you think this team is going? And a lot of that has been said over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, man, what Julio doing? Even I've I've said it a little bit, but I don't had to go back and look at it and say, hold on, Slay, don't trip too much because non-existent and not there. Same thing, but it means different when you're planning. Like I I guarantee you don't walk into a mm-hmm. defensive film room and say, oh yeah, they got AJ Brown, they got NWI. Oh who? Julio, I ain't worried about him. I guarantee they ain't saying that. No, you know, and I guarantee no. Ryan Tannehill ain't saying, "Hey man, don't put that non-existent guy here on the field with me." He said, "Man, you better put that dude out down that edge." A man. guy
0: that would have had a touchdown catch Come on the first play against the
2: Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on now,
0: if Dontre Hilliard—not to put it all on Dontre Hilliard, but let's call it like it is. Yeah, if the running back can help a little bit more in pass protection on that first
2: play. Yeah, I mean, and it is what it is. But to your point, Westbrook or and man, that dude then came came on and. That's how you establish yourself. Remember you know what I mean? consistency.
3: The, the number one cornerback was still on on Julio on Thursday. Night. There you, there you Josh go. Josh Norman was still on Julio. There you he go. wasn't on AJ. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. I
0: mean, here to me is why I think the Julio Jones conversation has been um, uh, not done well enough by many of us. I, I feel like the context of Julio Jones is within what he has done in the playoffs in his career, mm-hmm. because there are certain players as veterans. That you sign because of what they have done when the brights or when the lights shine brightest in their careers. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones has two games where he has 180 plus receiving yards, 2013, uh, and a 28 24 loss in the second round of San Francisco, 11 catches for 182, mm-hmm. and then of course. The 2017 NFC Championship game, when he went absolutely nuts against the Green Bay Packers, won 44-21, got that team to the Super Bowl where 28-3 would go on to happen uh, a couple of weeks later, had nine catches for 180 uh, and two touchdowns against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Bay Packers. Uh, His least amount of receiving yards ever in a playoff game was six catches for 59 yards in 2013, and he followed that up with 182 the next week. Oh, wow. There are some guys that you know, later on in their careers, they're not going to be able to be the level of efficiency from week one to now week 18 as they have been previously in their careers. But I think back to that final throw Ryan Tannehill threw against the Ravens last year in the first round of the playoffs. Corey Davis goes down in that game. Yeah. No disrespect to Kalief Raymond, the guy that has done a lot of good things in a Titans uniform. You would rather Ryan Tannehill be targeting your one, your two, or your three on his final interception of the season and not targeting a slot guy in Khalif Raymond on a jump ball near the sticks. Yeah. That's the moment you sign and trade Julio Jones for. So I am not as negative on him as many of the fan bases here or even some of the people covering this team mm-hmm. because the reason why you trade for Julio Jones hasn't even happened yet.
2: Yeah. And I think that's that's something you got to look forward to. Like, don't – You don't have to, when you're driving down the street, you ain't got to look at the lines, man, to know that you stand in the lines. You can look ahead and know the line's still there. You ain't got to look down. They're going too fast for you to see. But if you look ahead, man, it's it's all right. Everything's going to be okay. If you also think back, I think it was the Saints games or the Rams Rams game, the last time Julio and A.J. played together, um, A.J. was having some drops. And it was happening in the first half. You got a guy like Julio also to be able to bail you out. In the second half, he came out and those same exact looks that he was giving A.J., he gave to Julio, and he made two big-time catches in that game, you know, to keep drives alive. So, man, you got to have – it's the yin and the yang. You got to have a balance in it. It's just part of it. And you want to have that, especially when you're missing a guy like number 22 in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? The more weapons, the barrier. So,
0: and everything yeah. changes with him, too, like you said. And I, I'm serious when I say that the the free play jump ball that Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill threw to A.J. Brown, everything clicked in that moment. Yeah. You'd finally seen one of those happen and work for you. Unlike the jump ball he's throwing to Cody Hollister and mm-hmm. to other guys, he's throwing plenty to Nick Westbrook-Akina, specifically right. in that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Where he's throwing on the run, he's got nothing and just chucks it deep. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has said that he and A.J. Brown, their chemistry is one of the biggest strengths they feel like they have together. And when you have nothing else, when you don't have your bread and butter, a good plan B, honestly, is just throwing it up to A.J. Brown. Yeah. I mean, heck, the, the Indianapolis Colts are the quote unquote hottest team of the NFL, according to many. And that's what their passing offense is. Mm-hmm. It's Carson Wentz drawing pass interference on underthrown footballs.
3: Tannehill even tried it the other night. He did. And it should
0: have worked if Sean Hockley and his crew had thrown their flag, or they should have, on a ball to A.J. Brown that I swear I still have no idea how it wasn't in pass interference. But still, it's not a bad plan B without Derrick Henry. Run the he's down there somewhere play.
2: Yeah. What's wrong with it? I don't know
0: six one five seven three seven one zero four five our number. Let's head back to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline where Jael is in Georgia to talk with us. What's going on, Jael?
2: Oh, uh, what's going on, fellas? Birthday to you, man. Same to you.
1: Appreciate it. Look, I, my question that I just kind of want to pose is: Do you think? Okay, it's been an adjustment
2: period without Henry. That the team is having to go to. And I think that the second half of this forty nine game, something might have clicked with uh Downing and the play caller. At least that's what I'm praying. Um if that is the case and we get we we start looking like a well oiled machine going into these playoffs, how I know it's a good problem to have, but incorporating Henry back into playing if his first game coming back is a playoff game do the can the titans afford for him to have a game where he needs to you know kind of get get the wheels back going not to rust off slay what do you think man personally i i think so i think if you got if you have deontay foreman playing the way he is um and you got A.J. Brown and the chemistry with Tannehill. You got N.W.I. You got guys healthy. You got that offensive line as healthy as can be. Now, ain't nobody going to be 100%. But if you got them as healthy as can be, I think going into the playoffs, you go in not needing Derrick Henry to make the home run plays, not needing to wear down the defense that you're playing against. So, therefore, you you don't have to give it to him 25, 30 times, knowing that in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden that eight-yard Run is going to break into a 54, 60-yard run and then put the whole game away. When you got guys that are in place, it's easy to incorporate them if they're healthy. That's the biggest thing. You got this Titans offense found its traction in a sense, and then A.J. went out. Julio went out. Then you had all your receivers went out. Then your line start getting banged up. Then you couldn't figure out what to do with running back. Then you had to go get guys off the street to play running back. You took two weeks doing that. Then you finally got that together, and your whole line go back down again. So it was a, it was almost like the perfect storm. And the flip side of that, the other side of the perfect storm, could be all these guys getting back healthy at this point, and then imagine getting past that first round, like yeah. you said, right? And you get to incorporate. You give Derrick Henry 15 touches, and he got his feet wet. Yep. Those 15 touches lead to the next week after a win to 20-plus play action. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because now the defense is looking at it like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now, this dude still ain't human. This dude, right, this dude right. bounced back from this injury. Look at him now. Now, you fake that ball in that in that belly, and Lord knows what's happening. Then you get your tight ends going, like like it's a lot that goes with it. I don't think they have to put it put Derek Henry in the situation where they got to ride him, and he's the game breaker that he that he was once known to be until he's ready to be that.
0: I think the team with the most contingency plans at the end of the postseason, <clears throat> that's the team that's going to end up winning this thing. Because yeah. the way this Omicron variant has worked, and Adam Schefter says today. Last year, from the start of the regular season through the Super Bowl, there were 262 player positives. There have already been more than 400 player positives in the month of December alone. Right. This year. There have been more positive COVID tests from NFL players this year, in this month, than there were all of last season. It's just going to continue to be a part of the story and of how these teams adjust. Titans are going to need to have a a better plan B than what they've had in the past couple of weeks before that San Francisco game, right? Yeah, It's almost a blessing in disguise that you kind of had to figure out life without Derrick Henry at this point to try to strengthen your contingency plans, your plan B and C going into the postseason. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to need probably more than just plan B or C across the NFL, uh, whoever ends up the last team standing at the end uh, of this thing. 615-737-1045, our number. Let's get a break here. When we come back, let's take a quick look around the NFL. Uh, and the guy that I think was the biggest winner of the NFL weekend, plus the teams that have already clinched their divisions with the Titans one game away from joining them this weekend, we'll take a trip around Week 16 in the NFL. Coming up next, it's 3HL, and it's 104.5 The Zone. 3HL on 104.5 The Zone. I always feel so violent after
3: listening to this song. I actually thought I would come in a little bit more chill than what the song did. It's kind of violent right now. So
0: this chorus right here, I, uh, one time I went to a karaoke bar. I, no, I went to a bar that had karaoke after a high school football game. First thing I heard when I walked in was probably like a 50-year-old woman doing this song karaoke. And she would do like sound effects for the gunshots.
2: What's this, Paper airplanes?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is. MIA.
2: Yeah, MIA. This was on um very underrated movie. Um uh, Pineapple Express. No. It was on there too. No. Yeah, but not that one. <laughs> um Dang it. Um Little we'll Bowling Ron Slayer. The millionaire week. um the millionaire, the Indian kid went on the game show. Some dog me. Right going to be. ain't never let me down, I'm
0: yet,
3: man. Right Brian hanging out in Come the on, man.
0: I was I was going to say Great Gatsby when you said millionaire cuz I just saw a f- funny tweet about him.
3: This how Gatsby got shot?
0: Uh at TMZ? <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. This hey, is great. Come on. This is great. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If any kids are out there le- reading uh Great Gatsby for a winter break, I don't I guess winter break reading isn't a thing. We read it in 7th grade. Uh Kanye West buys house across street from Kim Kardashian. This guy retweeted that and said, this is how Gatsby got shot. (laughs) See? (laughs) See? I read the same tweet. Spoiler alert. Yes. If you haven't read it at this point, you're probably not going to anyway. 615-737-1045. A little bit of news coming out of San Francisco. It's fun to say. Uh, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo uh, reportedly got hurt against the Titans, suffered a right thumb sprain. Uh, during the loss on Thursday, Kyle Shanahan saying today that 49ers will have to determine later this week if he will be able to practice on Wednesday. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that it is thought to be a more significant injury than just a right thumb <laughs> Uh They're a better team with Trey Lance, a quarterback anyway. In my humble opinion, not a better team. They're they're a more difficult team to prepare for on a short week if Trey Lance is that quarterback last week and you've got more unknowns and you've got the mobile element of him at quarterback versus Garoppolo. Garoppolo didn't have a good day Thursday. More dynamic. No, He's certainly more dynamic. Yes. Um, now, Big Jeff had a, played a big role in uh, Garoppolo not having a good day, but he didn't have his best day.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I need to see more from Trey Lance before. I, like I, I, I'm with you on a short week like that, him being able to run.
0: I... <clears throat> I just know that if if Trey Lance was the quarterback last Thursday, the conversations we would be having on this yeah. show leading up to the game is be how difficult is it to prepare for a guy you don't have a lot of film on. Yeah. You don't know what he can do. You don't know how Kyle Shanahan is going to use him. You have more yeah. of a proof of concept of what Jimmy G is within that offense. And I think Trey Lance is terrific.
2: I'm a fan of his. I, I, I am too. I like him coming in. I think, But I I think Jimmy G is fine. I just think, man, that defensive line, they, they just got they got after them. Like, if, you, if your is. guard is being put in your lap, it's like, hold on, man. Like, what's going on here? So, and then I I, I think it was all the line. I think Jimmy G is just fine. Like, they say he got hurt um, earlier in the game uh, versus the Titans, and maybe maybe that led to it. Whatever it is, man, they got to deal with it. <laughs> I know we moving on. No doubt.
0: Uh, Joe Burrow's insane. Joe Burrow, another guy. We were talking about Jeffrey Simmons being motivated for not making the Pro Bowl. You know how Joe Burrow was motivated for not making the Pro Bowl? Threw for 525 yards and four touchdowns in a 41-21 win over the uh, COVID-crazy Baltimore Ravens uh, on Sunday. Second time in Bengals history, uh, along with 2009, that Cincinnati has swept both the Steelers and the Ravens in the same season. Yep. Yep. I know our guy Ramon Foster is hanging out in the YouTube chat right now. He mm-hmm. was he was still clowning the Steelers. He's clowning uh sorry, not clowning the Steelers. What am I saying?
2: He, he was, he was clowning a little, the, well, a little bit too. Yeah.
0: He was clowning the Bengals and the Ravens it, still in the same tweets. Yeah. Even though the Bengals won because <laughs> they haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. Yeah. But the combined score of those 4 games, the, yeah. their wins over uh over Baltimore and against Pittsburgh, 147 to 58.
2: Listen, man. I think Cincy finally has a – they've always had talent, but they now have a culture to match the talent, and it's like it's it's, it's a calm when you watch Cincinnati in the sense. You, you know get what? that like, kind of quarterback, it yeah, calms yeah. everybody down. You know what I'm saying? You get the excitement <laughs> of the game and, 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 and things of that nature, but it's a calm when watching them. Like You're not sitting there waiting to watch something silly happen.
0: Ramone on YouTube, by the way, saying like, I'm I'm gonna clown them even if
2: they're good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just <laughs> as savage. you should. Yeah. Hey, you owned them when you were there. <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, like, you got to think, man, that the teams in the past with um, Hugh Jackson there and 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 the teams he had, the teams Marvin Lewis had, yeah, those are those are so talented, it was ridiculous. Uh huh. AJ
0: but, Green. Yeah, I mean, had but you're still
2: there. watching and waiting. At some point during this game, something dumb's gonna happen. Whether it's offense or defense, you don't watch this team, you wait to see, man, something exciting is going to happen watching this team now. So, And then you still got the Browns. The Browns are going to be the Browns. Yeah, and right. we, we're, we're seeing that. <laughs> they, so like when everybody was jumping out the <laughs> gate, everybody was jumping out the gate early in the season, Said, man, the Browns got an opportunity. I kept on saying, no, nah, man, listen, they always find a way to be the Browns. Always. I mean, it just is what it is. Baltimore. And the the nah.
0: transitive property didn't really work in the NFL either until about week nine. Yeah. And then oh they looked mm-hmm. great against Kansas City, start the season. Well, that wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't real Kansas City. Yet. Right. 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 Packers, Cowboys, uh Chiefs, division champions over the weekend as well. Boy, that Cowboys game.
2: I loved it. <laughs> you did? Yeah, reason being I because I, I took the ten and a half, and oh, then I, I went up and put seventeen and a half. <laughs> I just felt they were gonna they were gonna drop. It, and they did. <laughs> Not like that, but that was
3: ridiculous. I went, I went to read my son a book as he was going to sleep, and I came oh. back and they scored 20 points. Yeah, it went <laughs> off. like, it went And off. it was a short book. It, yeah, looked like f- a, it looked like an
0: Alabama versus FCS team
2: game. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on with Washington football team. Like That looked just like, gosh.
0: NFL teams should never look like FCS teams against Alabama, <laughs> ever. That should never happen. You get paid too much money. Uh, and that team, I mean, I know Chase Young's
2: been hurt. Yeah, His defense has been banged up. I, listen, I didn't think they were going to be this competitive when he oh, went I down. Either. I thought their season was over. I like Rivera. Rivera. got Yeah, he got them fighting. Now, he got them fighting. I mean, and, and literally, Yeah, literally got them fighting. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man. That, People hey, got mad about that. I don't know why. That's sports. That happens. Sports.
0: You know how many fights happen in locker rooms Do you across know every sport, every oh, day just of practice? Words out
2: of my mouth. Do you know what happened in that locker room? Because I don't know if anybody would. See, I pay attention to stuff. <laughs> that maybe some people don't when he walked back out on that sideline nobody noticed it but alan had blood coming from his ear yeah yeah so something Kinda happened in that off? locker room. They, uh, they, they, got, they, they got, got the to. thumping in that locker room. And that's
0: why he was trying to just wipe and on the head. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> hey, I'm
2: just saying. So Man, these things happen. Hey, man, Yeah, it's sports, man. I don't fought with my brothers in sports plenty of times.
0: You get that many alphas in a room.
2: No, Yo, you're competitive, man. I'm trying to figure out what we got to do to win. And you telling me you ain't going to take ownership of this mistake? Yeah,
0: I, I'd man, I'd rather, I got something to say to you. I'd rather have that than guys that don't care when they're getting beat 56-7. You,
2: your coaches want you to fight. Man, listen, man. We had Brevin Knight. And we can go to break. We had Brevin Knight on this show, a good friend of mine. He's a um, um, broadcaster, um, color analyst with the Memphis Grizzlies now, okay. but an OG to me, man. He he said when he got with the Clippers, that was the worst locker room he could have ever been a part of. He said they would come in at halftime and say to each other, "Hey, man, did y'all already call ahead so we can get our spot at the at the such and such event?" Like they talk, this is a halftime of games. <laughs> They, that's a loser's mentality. Like, why? give me the fight all day long. Yeah, right. Don't give me the guys that's playing in the red carpet event at halftime of the game. Like, come on, man. Clippers were invited to the to- to red carpet
3: events. <laughs> come on now. <nerd.
2: laughs> no, nah, but guess what? It's lake of town, but, but them Clippers, boy, they get so love. You got to think they have some young talent on their team. Young, young up and coming talent.
0: If the Clippers are in town and we're out for uh Super Bowl, then catch me at that red carpet event.
2: We got to get Keon on Oh, that's true. The devil in it. That's true. Uh,
0: Two hours down and one to go here on the Monday edition of 3HL. We got Chris Lowe at ESPN coming up at 520. Let's reset the college football headlines. And you know the two big names that won't be playing for Purdue against Tennessee in the Music City Bowl, but Slay? Yeah. Let's add a couple more guys to that list. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Tennessee-Purdue matchup just got a whole lot easier. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Final hour. When we come back, it's 3HL and it's 104.5 The Zone.